What up, everyone? Welcome again to the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, this is your host, Tony, with Nikki. Hello, my people. Hello, hello. How you doing, bro? Better than most. Better than most. Better than most? Always. Always. I was thinking about doing another cookout recently. Again. Cookout. Cookout. Another cookout with you. We didn't re- it wasn't really successful. Though. Yeah, that's why we try again. I'm just saying. It was It was weird. <laughs> It was like, I know this was at home, but it felt like we went to like a public park and used their... (laughs) Used their grill. Yeah, like we were super naive to that whole process. Well, you know what? We learned from it. So now we know we need to prep. What? Learn to actually like... Prep. We have to prep the meat and how to properly set the coals right because we didn't know how to do the coals right because we were using Dorito chips to use it as fire. don't knock it. (laughs) Don't knock the Dorito chip method. That's great for bonfires. Yes, it you know it, it actually is. <laughs> actually is. Oh man. But uh, yeah, but I feel like I feel like there's such an art to barbecuing, and we did not do any of that. I shit. know it's like the 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 failed attempts of barbecuing. We we did the equivalent of like microwave and salami, and calling that food. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's the equivalent of our artwork when it comes to barbecuing. Yes. Yes. Right, cool. For now. For now. Yeah. Until until. until we, we we get better with it. We oh, actually man. pick meats and like pick seasonings and yeah, cook it for a certain amount of appropriate time. I like I thought it was, just, oh, it was so just bad. It was bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But mm. uh, I can't wait to try it again. There's something I want to try something different. I want to barbecue something. I want to do ribs, like a rack of ribs. Well, I can see, but that's what I'm saying. Like, what is that? Is smoke them? Do you like? I don't know. We don't have a smoker, so we would have just regular straight out barbecue. And you know, slow slow cooker takes like all day. Yeah, so yeah, we're not gonna slow cook it. A good rack it will take about I feel like an hour, forty five minutes. I want to invite just a big dude. So I'm, I mean, we're big dudes. I'm talking about just like this that one big dude that takes such a. I just want to invite such like, an artistic like yo. He comes out here like. Like he literally just just killed the cow and brought brought half the. So you want a Ron Swanson? That's what you want. No, I want somebody who's like into it. <laughs> somebody who comes in here with like his own spatula. Yo, we couldn't. Even, we didn't have he's, like. He's any like, I make my own. I, nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it was like somebody that's just like, I make my own seasoning. Yeah, like somebody who's just like, yeah, I marinated this like three months ago. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That that's that's porky right there. I have pickled onions that's been sitting for five months. I raised months. that pig since, <laughs> a, since he was a since he was a baby just for this meal. Like, damn, that's what we want. That's what I want. I want that oh, guy, man. that extensive, over the top barbecue guy. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, we have, to, we have we're gonna look for that. We're gonna find somebody. That, I think I know somebody. I'll let you know about him we're later. We're gonna find a grill master. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, I got a grill master friend. I think. Oh, we, all right. Let's, I, let's. I'll let you know about him later. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So all right, so last week, yeah. um, we were talking, which is funny now because it's uh came up recently. Last week we were talking about sci-fi shows that we think should get a reboot. Okay, remember? Yes. One of them that has not been mentioned is coming out with a reboot, and and and, and it's one that we grew up with. Is a sh- is a cartoon. Continue. Silverhawks. Is getting uh, animated. I don't know if that's an- gonna like appeal though. It is. No, okay, so like Silverhawks, if you really break it down, I feel like it's a Thundercats ripoff. It's a Thundercats ripoff, but they're in space. Yeah, kind of thing. I don't know. I I feel like they are, because they they did Thundercats, which ha- was had some success. 
they did Voltron, which is having was it was really uh, had a bigger success than Thundercats. I feel through Netflix. Excuse me, <clears throat> but it's a it's it's one of those that felt under rate under the radar because it was like a. No, beat, I mean, it was, I grew, it, I grew, it, I grew up with, up with it, it, but it's not like as popular as Thundercats and Voltron when it came out. It was one of those like B shows that yeah, because it was like there was the thing is there was a lot like I don't know how to explain it. I felt like basically everything so Thundercats has a very um, specific uh, let's say orientation of people, right? Orientation of characters, and I felt like every other show after that followed that same type of orientation. Yeah, the leader, the tough guy, the 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 dem- dynamic rogue of five like five characters pretty much it had pretty at least much. one female in there one in the female bunch. one one cautious calm person one over the top strong person who just yeah. like, you know aggression the kid perspective like it oh it felt like every they always had to have something for each like each character followed a very specific trope, trope. Yeah. yeah and Silverhawks had that kind of system um. But there was like so many other shows. I felt like if I really sat down and thought about it, there's so many other shows that follow that same, same kind of like idea, like same kind of lineup. Yeah, and this um, is coming from the producer, the, the producers that made um, this is the toy that uh, the toy that made us. The producer of that show is uh, the producing company is uh, reviving it. So. But you know, I felt like what they're doing now is kind of like Guardians of the Galaxy with James Gunn. They're taking properties that are not as well known. Because like you said, he was a very under-the-radar cartoon. You remember it. Yeah. But I couldn't tell you the exact storyline. And they might not follow that storyline even if I figured out what it was. Because they might just be like, this is a property people recognize but don't remember. So let's use that nostalgia and that ignorance to come up with something different, something new. So they're going to call something Silverhawks. They're going to follow certain things that people remember and then probably have a complete in-depth story to it. And reintroduce the whole characters to everybody else, which is a good idea to do it, because you have kind of instant marketing at the same time. You have carte blanche to kind of like basically create a different type of show depending on what you want to create. Yeah, and who said? I forgot who said it best. I think it was it was one of these uh, like TED uh, TED Talk speakers, and mm-hmm. and they were like, if I were ever to buy property, like into IP intellectual property, would be anything that was made in the eighties. Anything that came out in the 80s, maybe late 70s or like mid 70s or even late 60s. I would buy something those because a lot of those either are so undervalued right now because at this point, a lot of people are are pulling things from those times to revive them or um, like give them a, a current twist or something to make it through the current times. So it was like I would buy like blockbuster like uh, something like blockbuster and just make blockbuster t-shirts and then wait till it blows up and do like a blockbuster tv show about it or a movie or even a cartoon like like imagine if somebody bought gumby and they'll be cool and and they revived gumby for the modern age you know be cool okay copyright idea now um (laughs) so you create a blockbuster right well the blockbuster i think i'm damn i feel like i mentioned this before so blockbuster basically is private movie screening rooms Right. Yeah. So each one might look like a living room, but it has like awesome sound, big TVs, whatever. And people come and serve you, whatever. Like you have your own individual room with your own people. Maybe you could sit like 20 pr- private, pr- private parties, private movie screening parties. Right. Yeah. 
So, like, let's say you wanted to watch a movie, but you don't want to go to a theater. So you go rent one of these blockbuster rooms, and then they go. You pick the movie. They they put it. They provide it for you. You pause. Do everything you do at home, but you're somewhere else where the sound system and everything is on point, and somebody comes and serves you food at the same time. But the layouts of each room looks like a living room, like a blockbuster yeah. type of scenario. So yeah. that'd be cool. There would be there would be an, an, a definite upcharge for that for that experience. Well, because you're renting the room. That was awesome. Though. I like that. You're renting the room. It's almost like um, it reminds me of that place. You there's a karaoke place that you there's one small room and you have like twenty people. In that's it. what that's what gave me the idea. I just was mixing the blockbuster kind of theology, like that theme, yeah, with that that, that blockbuster that model with a with, with the, the karaoke. karaoke place. That's all you like. We used to go to. Yeah, that's so, that would be dope. I mean, you think about it. You just whatever you charge them. Like so, you're gonna get a guaranteed two and a half hours because or three hours because of any movie they pick is gonna be at three hours, right? Yeah. So automatically, let's say you charge them like forty dollars an hour, whatever, and then yeah. that's three hours automatically. So. And you don't care about anything else. You don't care about the seats. You just care about the room. And then they charge them extra for the food. Yeah. Or you could just have a flat rate for, for the movie. And you could invite as many people as you want. But it'll be a premium rate. Like you the mean like an actual like, movie theater, but private screening movie theaters? Yeah, like like that. But like they're be, trying it, to do with this, uh, this this movie theater over here. I don't know if you guys know this. In We live in around uh, Hunter's, Creek, Hunter's Creek, Kissimmee. And then there's a movie theater, South Chase, uh, which I grew up with. It's always been a theater. But... Ever since the pandemic, they started to rent out the entire theater. I think it's like four hundred dollars. Yeah. So you can watch a movie. You can watch a movie in a theater, but those screens. I mean, they're actual movie theaters. So it's gonna be. Let's say you rent it for you and ten of your friends in a movie theater that's designed to see like two hundred people. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But yeah, they they already have something like that. But I meant something more private. Something. No, no, more, that's what I'm saying. It's like you do a flat rate. It's like the movies you can rent it out for eighty dollars. Or let's say a hundred bucks, but the section, the the layout, everything is, it it was it's cool. like a very comfortable oh, you know house. What? Yes, but what happened if you have it that if it's themed, like if it's a horror movie theme, a horror movie you want to watch, you have mm-hmm. a horror movie setting. So like a so creepy house, almost like a creepy, like the interiors, like they have like, uh, like Jason posters and makes it feel like you're in the eighties. Like a creepy window with like little yes. Yeah. So every room, every room is a fake room. Every guess. room is a fake room theme. A fake. So like, if you room. watch, a, if you want to watch a Christmas movie, you have a Christmas theme room. Yeah, you have like a Christmas tree there, or like, or oh, or you could design it based on more Seasonal. famous living rooms. Let's say yeah. the living room from Home Alone versus the living room from um, Poltergeist. Poltergeist, or something like that. Yeah, like this is a little different living room from a different movie. Yeah, theme, whatever. Or the, oh, that could be a, that the could big, be a, the biggest that, the biggest one you could rent is the one from The Shining, <laughs> <laughs> the, the blood room. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that would be a seasonal one. That would be cool if you have one room that's a seasonal that every three months it changes out, and it'll be a certain type of movie that's only played there. Or like, you, like, you, de- you, de- you decorate every room to be Christmas themed if it's Christmas time. Or yeah, but then you only have like I'm like I want to watch a horror movie, but it's a Christmas themed. Hey, but you do a horror would, Christmas movie like. Like uh, uh, Snowman, or was it? Was it Krampus? Jack? No, was it Jack? <laughs> it was one called Jack, uh, Jack Frost, or something like that. Yeah, with Bruce Willis. No, no, there was actually another one that was a horror movie. Oh, was there? Yeah, <laughs> where the 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 snowman would go around killing people. Look at that. See, we're already coming up with ideas of what to do. <laughs> it's post pandemic. So, but yeah, I mean, 
going back to that, yeah, but like, I don't know Silverhawks. I guess it can do well because, like I said, it's a very under underrated cartoon that people will remember, but they don't remember. Yes. You know what's another one that's coming out? Mm-hmm. That's getting a movie re- reboot is The Monsters. So that is, and it's going to be directed. Has it ever really been a, a movie? No. All right. So here's, here's there's a lot of things. What's, wait, wait. The Monsters. I'm really blanking on this. Was there, I feel like there was something, because I know everybody knows Adam's family. That's the most famous creepy family ever. But the question is, I'm thinking, have they ever actually had a, a, I know they had a live action TV show, The Monsters. Yes. Which I think they even got to color. Um, but I don't remember a, like an actual movie. movie. No. So NBC, I think it's the people that hold the, that was a potentially had the property or somebody that was about to lease it to them years ago was supposed to come out with a TV show mm-hmm. and it uh, like a TV series and it didn't fall through. And then Seth Meyers was supposed to pick it up and reboot it. But this time moving the family from California to New York mm-hmm. and having them deal with the hipsters of Brooklyn and everything else. But the that they would change. fit that, like, I don't think that would work because they would fit into a like. So now mm-hmm. Rob Zombie is doing this movie. And wow. so he he he's tweeted out or he I think it was tweet or no he tweeted out a picture of the construction he's doing for the house and he's doing it pretty much exactly how the movie how it was in the TV show. But wait, okay, so the thing is, if Rob Zombie's doing it, is he making them? Nobody knows. Is he gonna? Is it gonna be a horror movie? If that's the thing, nobody knows if it's gonna be because he says that that's one of his childhood uh, shows. One of his iconic childhood shows. So everything Rob Zombie touches is very dark, horrifying, horrific, gruesome horror movie. Like very action packed. Well, it least. makes me think of, do you remember the, uh, which I don't even know what happened to that movie. Remember Antlers? The, yes. the trailers for the movie Antlers? I've never seen it come out yet. Yeah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen anything about it since the trailer. But anyway, it's going to be like uh, because remember Mitchell's in the machine like we haven't heard. And then tomorrow is going to be on Netflix. Like it was that was a very horrifying trailer. And I wanted to see that one. But what I'm getting to is in the trailer, obviously, there's there's a little kid, normal little kid who goes to school like normal and everything else. But obviously his family or his father or I think somebody else are just these ravenous looking monsters. And remember, the monsters, the difference of the monsters and the Adams family, the Adams family, all of them were of that nature. Yeah. All of them were creepy like that. But in the monsters, one of them was extremely normal, like extremely like the, the daughter. I think it was. Yeah, it was a, the da- not the daughter. I think it was like a niece or something like that. They came to live with them. But she was completely she was very kind of like the Cookie most popular. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, I guess in this time she would be a Kardashian. I don't know. Um, but pretty much. It, it, it's almost like, can you imagine she goes to school and she brings somebody home? And it's like when they like they meet the family, like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> when they meet Eddie Munster. <laughs> That'd be cool. So I, and they haven't released a synopsis of what he's planning to do, what he's planning to do. But he said that based off the construction of the house is going to be kind of pretty much in the same structure yeah. and design that it was on the TV show. I mean, it's interesting just because I do see how Rob Zombie's mind works as far as the movies that he has made. Yeah. However, if he says he's a, this is a childhood dream of his, he might actually he might actually try to 
make it give, give it some respect to to well kind of like yeah he's not gonna make it a horror movie he just might make it he might make it where there are all these it's un- it won't be it'll be more uncomfortable situations like probably like the girl it, it would probably be like these ex monsters like these are all monsters that that probably in their lifetime have committed like atrocities but they're all trying to be normal. Yeah. They're all trying to like live a normal life. So yeah, I, I could see that. Like, but uh, the question is if it's going to be more of a, he can make it, he can make it a drama. He can make it a comedy. Like he can make it a hard comedy or whatever. And, and this will be a first. Cause I've never seen him do comedy. Well, blah, depends, blah, on, blah. depends on what you find funny. No, no. The, the, <laughs> and this, I know there's comedic moments. Yeah, but it's like sick comedic moments. Yeah, that's that, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be like... Uh, like them hiding body parts? Yeah. Like a Judd Apatow comedy type of thing. It's funny because uh, based on the story... Okay, so the difference between Adam's Family and, and... I would have loved to see a Adam's Family version of Rob Zombie. Where they're tra- they actually are bunch of serial killers family that you know like he basically makes movies like that all the time but yeah the monsters are always basically these monsters that always try to pretend to be normal that's why i always saw that anyways yeah but i'm I'm, I'm excited to see what is going to come out from this one i'm I'm interested and then your next your other favorite horror uh director Mm. or yeah what is it Guillermo de Toro is coming out with a new movie. Well, he's fantasy. Like, I mean, he's horror, not horror. He's horror fantasy. I've never really been afraid of his movies. They're dark, but I've never been afraid of them. This is a different perspective, but I dark always have... Dark fantasy? I've always had a dark perspective, so yeah. I always have respected it, but... Yeah. Oh, so your darker fantasy favorite director, <laughs> Guillermo de Toro, is yes. coming out with a new movie. Him, I would have loved to see do... And is going to be monsters. with... Him, you think? Oh my gosh, yeah. yes. Yes, he would... The visuals Ooh, on that yeah. would be super amazing. So he's coming out with this one movie called um, Nightmare Alley. Okay. And it's going to be with Bradley Cooper and Kate Beckinsale. Kate Blanchett, I'm sorry. Kate Blanchett. Whoa. I just stepped up a notch. Yeah. No, I like Beckinsale, but Beckinsale is more of the action. Yeah. So the, like, I don't like, uh, uh, what was that one with uh, Hugh Jackman? Um, that she was in? Oh, I'm trying to remember. But yeah, that's something like that. But I thought it was, I wasn't I wasn't saying the tower, but it's not the tower or something. No, it's um it's the guy, the character, the guy um the guy um the one who hunts vampires. Oh um Van Helsing. Yes. Um yeah. but yeah, okay, the names you just gave are more obviously a lot a lot more leveled it up a little bit. The question is what is it? Do you know what the So the so they also the so synopsis, I guess it is. Yeah, I'm gonna give this up, but they have uh, Ronnie Marr, Tony Collette, Willem Dafoe, and Ron Perlman Holy in this movie. Crap. Of course, Ron Perlman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> of course. He, he's almost Ron, Pro, Ron Perlman is his uh, is uh, is like um, Helen uh, Helen Carter. Helen Willem? Carter and uh, Johnny Depp for um, no Helen Carter for for uh, what's his name? No, that's not Helen Carter for him. It's um the other one. What, no, it's Helene. Johnny Depp is for. Helen, no, Helen Carter, yes, too, but Johnny Depp is more prominent when it comes to. Martin Scorsese. Not Scorsese. Um, um, what what's his name? I'm I want to like, hear this. I'm thinking, I'm blanking out right now. I hate blanking out on these names. Um, you know who the. 
The one Tim who, Burton is Tim from, Burton, yeah. Tim Burton doesn't do Johnny Johnny Depp? Yeah. I'm thinking somebody else. You, uh, I was That's what I so, meant. Oh, okay. But isn't Helen Carter his Helen wife? Helen Carter? His ex-wife? Yeah. Yeah. But Tim she Burton. was in a lot of his movies too, though. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I'm blanking Wait, why didn't he say Mars Scorsese? I have no idea why he said Mars I think I, I was thinking Who Leonardo, were you thinking about? Leonardo, Leonardo DiCaprio? DiCaprio? Yeah, but you were completely off because yeah, you didn't yeah. say Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, I was like, that's when you said And even then with Scorsese, I don't know because he, yeah. it's not like he's done all his movies. He's done the a couple la- of his the last few, the last few movies with, with Martin Scorsese. The Departed, Wall Street, right? He did yeah. Wall Street? Uh, Wolf, the Wolf, Wolf of Wall, Wall Street? Street? No, he did the last one with... The Irishman, no. Not the Irishman. There was one, another one that he came out with. Or he's working with one now that he's doing with Leonardo. I'm sure. But yeah, so this one. Mm-hmm. All right, so getting back to uh, Nightmare Alley. Yes. It's, it's based off a book, but it's being co-written with the, the Toro. And it's about an ambitious carny with a talent for manipulating people with a few well-chosen words hooks up with a female psychiatrist who's even more dangerous than he is. That's an interesting cast, though. Yeah. That's all so, I was like, oof. Is that a natural born killer type thing? Or like a ultimate badass couple? I guess. I'm, I'm not, I don't know much of the story, but... Nightmare I'm, I'm Alley just seems like a very... Kind of like... Carney, kind of like... When fierce, it says it ambitious like Carney? Street. Yeah. When it says ambitious Carney, I'm like, ooh, I'm thinking like Carnival and... Well, Carney. That's what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, But, but car- like, I feel like that setting that, that, that like, the traveling Carnies that... Goes with them. Does it have a year when it's set up? Uh, n- uh, no, it doesn't have a year of when when this is. If it's, if it's modern day, I don't see it. Now I feel it's gonna be. If it's gonna be early eighties, I would say seventies. I think it will fall into that time frame okay. to go along with it, or even sixties, fifties, even better. Kind of like uh, American Horror Story. Yeah, mm-hmm. around that decade, but yeah. So I feel I feel like if it falls in that time, it'll be. Okay. It'll be a banger. Banger. Yeah. <laughs> but all right. Last but not least, the last yes. topic I want to get into. Oh, two more topics. I'm sorry. No, and this is one that, that I know we've gone back and forth. So Black Widow mm-hmm. has smashed, as they say, pandemic's records. No, making, but it's, it's smashed regular records, not just pandemic records, I think. Yeah, it made $80 million domestically on opening oh, weekend. Oh, that was like 200-something. No, it was 80 domestic and then sixty million uh through Disney plus and I think the rent the rest was international. And what uh, what compared to the the one that was the most highest was um Fast, Fast Nine Fast Nine. Yeah. Then I think that did sixty or fifty. So they did what they did with Disney Plus numbers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Pretty much. I think they did yeah, I think they did Disney Plus numbers. Disney Plus numbers beat Fast Nine and wow. I think for opening weekend. That's crazy. I think I'm not. Don't quote me on it, but I think if I'm correct. No, but it shows you. This is what bothers me. Like that's what I love about it. It shows you that you can still release both. Like I don't understand. Like I, I don't mind paying for it. Like I don't mind paying to watch it at home. Even thirty bucks, it's not a, it's not a big deal to me. Yeah. Because, dude, I, I mean, especially if I could get my friends over stuff like that, like. Trust me, I would spend that much when I go to the movies. You know, depending on one time I go and when I go. But let's say I go to IMAX, spend twenty bucks on a ticket, and then another twenty bucks on the yeah on popcorn and drink. Usually, what I what I did with that is that if I figured that sixty million that I did on Disney Plus, I had time to buy three. 
easily. Mm. Just because I know whoever purchased it is not watching them by themselves. So I figure they at least have one friend, one family member, and one friend mm. watching at least three people together. That's so if, at three I, times the amount, it's like $180 million. Is Disney Plus is, think about it, it's not that bad considering they're going to keep that movie. It's not like they do it like when you do Amazon, Amazon, whatever. Yeah, they let you watch it for 24 hours. Exactly. No, you get to keep it. I, could, I, I rented it the other day, and I can still watch Black Widow today or tomorrow or the next day after that. But um, the fact that it does the numbers that it does, it, it makes gives me hope just because I don't mind the movie theater still, you know, the, the whole movie theater thing still happens. It's going to happen. I know people have it. I've always said, though, I think it's going to end up becoming more of a big event or niche event. Yeah. yeah. Like kind of like, oh, my God, it's the end game. Let's go watch that versus, you know, you know, Tom, Dick and Harry movie came out. Let's go watch that. But they were saying I was reading that there's analysts are saying that by 2024, it's going to be the movie is going to be like how it was in 2019. That people are regularly going. You think so? By 2024. But so two years, three years from now. Mm. Even then, it wasn't. Honestly, the re, I'm based, I'm not basing it off the pandemic. I'm basing it off of the way we used to go to the movie theaters every week. Right. Oh, me twice a week sometimes. Exactly. But we were actively going, but we were we were not the most common. Let's say that because we had a membership. That's why we would go. Yeah. However, every time we went, it was almost empty. And even if we went to another theater, like I know we went to a theater that was less popular than normal, but even if we went to another theater, it was still kind of the same way. Yeah. So I, for me, I just felt like traffic to the movie theater was dwindling either way. Even if before the pandemic, I, I felt people were not going to the movies as much. Yeah. Unless it was something. So do you think people is gonna go, are going to go back for the fact that like, I want to go back to the old normal? Out of out of out of that's that the thing nostalgia. about that's the thing that always kills me when people tell me stuff like that because there is no old like you're never gonna go back to anything that you had before because it's never it's never gonna be the same thing you know what I'm saying like yeah. everything has its changes you can go back to some kind of habit but it's not gonna be the same habit no gonna it's be gonna be new, completely different exactly it's gonna be altered in some type of way so I think that the whole uh, release home and theater would probably become more normal than. Yeah. Just everything going straight and, to, and you know what's funny, and I think the theater itself, taking the concept that we just talked about in 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 probably like ten minutes ago, was instead of just doing the movie, giving an experience that people would want to do with smaller groups. So then you still have people coming into the theaters, mm-hmm. smaller amounts, higher price point, but give them an experience, and that's what people want now because now that everybody's cooped up in the house, whenever they we when. For me, if I go out to do something, I want to do something that not like spectacular, but just something I'm like worth going to because I'm like, if I could do it at home, why bother going? And that's the thing is like you like you're gonna have to offer something you can't. You not people are not gonna be able to do at home, and yeah. watching it is not enough anymore. And like I said, the setting up that 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 experience of having a like a Christmas themed room. Mm-hmm. Watching it during Christmas, like for us, it would have been great. It would be great for here for people in Florida because people, a lot of people miss that winter wonderland feel. So if we could, if they could create a room that feels like winter, they that the AC in that room is cranked up to thirty, mm-hmm. and you could you could bring your own blankets and chill and watch a movie, and somebody brings you hot cocoa, that well, experience itself. I think you just touched on something it. that's actually kind of there. Like okay, so. 
All right. So the reason people go to the movie theater is to experience what they can't experience at home. Yeah. Unfortunately, over the years, you know, my home theater is a 70. Mind you, there's only 70 inch, but I can get a, I'm get 85 inch or 90 inch tomorrow. So the size of the oh, screen, I, that's my plan. Yeah. Nice. So the size of the screen is no longer a specialized to people in the theater anymore. Right. Yeah. The sound systems have improved so much. I can get a sound system. I already have a sound bar, a cheap little sound bar, but I can actually go out and get, let's say, a thousand dollar sound bar with the five five surround sound speakers to give me the entire movie theater experience, right? So that is no longer a thing that movie theaters have exclusively anymore, right? Yeah. So I think, I believe, what probably movie theaters are going to become, they're either going to become, movie theaters the way we know them now, probably going to become a more of a niche thing where it's like, ah, eh, well, unless it's a specific theater movie, I'll go like that. However, it can go back to what we were perceived as normal people going the way they did if four uh uh four is it four D? Four D movies becomes a thing. If that becomes a normal thing where they could turn almost any movie into an experience like that, like you said, mimicking the sounds, the winds, the cold, the everything. Yeah. That is something nobody can mimic at home right now. Obviously, even if they could, that's that's too expensive. Yeah. Movie theaters can try to do stuff like that. And there's some theaters that have it already. Yeah, there's a few theaters that have that 4D. But experience. if they can actually mimic almost any movie. As a standard. Exactly. Where they can match temperature, setting, smell, stuff like that to give somebody the full experience. That I could, think that that's, where, that's where you're going to have the difference. Where people are going to be like, well, I want to actually experience the movie. Let's go watch it in the theater. Yeah. Versus even though, let's say, I can still watch it at home as normal. Yeah. So true. that's where I think movie theaters are going to start. And that's where they're going to justify the cost, too. Where they can start charging thirty dollars a ticket because you're going for the experience versus the movie, just, just watching the movie. Exactly. So we're gonna build. We're gonna have to build that theater soon, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's it's it. Those exist though. The four the four G the four D four D. Yeah. Not sure if they just have to become more common. Yeah, I know. Well, there's only like two theaters that do that here. That I but, think that four D experience. There's only two theaters that I know. Of. I know the Loop has one. Yeah, and there's another one down by. It's Altamont Springs, I think it is. Mm-hmm. I forgot somebody. Some somebody told me there was another one there. That's what I'm saying. The movie theaters are just gonna have to, in order for the movie theaters to exist the way we know them, they to need be, to upgrade their. They need to offer because if you're just gonna offer experience. a seat for them to sit down and watch it, it's not the same anymore. Yeah, it's not not at all. All right, last topic. Yeah, and I really want to get into this. So, what were your thoughts on the What If trailer for Disney Plus? The What If trailer was What If random because. The one, the only one that I saw was a more of a normal what if question. I feel like uh-huh. was the Peggy Carter as like Captain America, Captain Carter. Yes, yeah, that she's the one. She was the one that was given the Super Soldier serum. That was the only one that I can see thinking up like that. Everything else was so random. Yeah, they have T'Challa, the, as, Star, the new Star Lord. Yeah, and then. Um, they had uh, Marvel zombies. No, that's that's I guess more common. Like ah, what up there zombies? But the one that really got me was um, uh, Killmonger saving Tony Stark. I, that was like, I just felt like a left field right there. I think he's a he is Black Panther. What do you mean, Killmonger? In that scenario, I think in that scenario. Also, all of them are connected. I don't know if they're all connected. I know each one is a different multiverse. Of that their universe, so each each I don't know if each it's the first. So they're they're already planning for they're already implementing season two. I know that mm-hmm. season one is only ten episodes. 
So um, this is going to fall into, and then like what they said, is like the, what is the multiverse? So I feel like in that animated show, they're going to touch on something with Doctor Strange. And there was hints saying that everybody that they put into place or they, they, they highlighted was a different person using an ability from a different character. But Doctor Strange was the same Doctor Strange. And like, so you think it's Doctor Strange jumping into different universes? And that's one of the universes he goes into. So it's the like question I have animated. is because the one with T'Challa and then the one with Killmonger feel like it might be kind of similar. Yeah. In the sense of, and I'm wondering what the Killmonger one and the end result is, which is I'm guessing maybe he goes and to Wakanda to claim his birthright. He ends up becoming the new Black Panther. He shares the the this technology with Tony Stark, and then that technology becomes more advanced or gets more global. I don't know. Like it's it's gonna be interesting to see. I don't know if it's gonna be and then they have the Guardians of the Multiverse too. So it's almost like the opening the the fight scene of um yeah, Avengers. Yeah. But it's the Guardians. So it's it's interesting to see and, and there's a lot of little I had to watch it like a few times because there was like little piece like the Thor and then Peter Parker and Spider Man and I'm like and there's something you're doing something crazy. Okay, so all right Sorry, this is all, all, all like out of nowhere, but this is a thought that I kept on having. So we've been watching Loki or whatever, and that's that's about the variance and the different, like every decision you make creates a different timeline, timeline right? Yeah. And then there's another movie, I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. It's uh, where this guy takes a drug, but the drug kind of shows him what would happen if he made different choices in his life and how the life would turn out to be. It's a drug? In the movie, it shows like it's a drug, but the drug takes him back to a decision he makes back in his life. And when he get, wakes up from the drug or he's back in forth from the drug, he's seeing where his life was differently after that decision. Okay. So, um, but I got to remember the name of it. Either way, I started to think about something where um, I'm a huge fan of Supernatural, right? Yeah. And Supernatural, their version of heaven is you relive your happiest memories, right? Uh-huh. You that so I was like I love that idea is because you know if heaven is your best memories then the whole idea is you got to make the best choices in your life whatever. But let's just say for the sake of argument that that is eternity. But then how long can that so that's boring or I don't know whatever. But what about if heaven is you're able to relive your same life and change make changes like basically live every possible scenario of your life you're able to live it out to see what happens like change every decision you want whenever you want almost like you're you're re-editing your life as it was over and over again to see how everything would have came out okay that's something that i was it was a random you know, thought you know, that, that could basically uh, take eternity yeah plus it, it reminded me of a rick and morty show episode of that really yeah that uh that uh, Rick uh, gives like a remote to, to Morty. Oh, the so, replay. Yeah, so you can <laughs> the, replay. Oh, save, yeah, so, yeah. The save point, save point. That's what. Save was. point, yeah. Oh wow, but yeah, that's <laughs> and he just kills off another. Oh, that was so messed up. That was so messed up episode. <laughs> and then like, how many have you killed? And then the, the the only way out is like literally the reason he made fun of him. Yeah. Like, are you serious? Like, it's a bad acid. <laughs> Oh, kiss man. the acid. Kiss the fat of acid. Kiss the fat of acid. Yeah. So yeah. 
So I Sorry, like the theory. This is a weird random thought I had, and I could, I had to share with somebody. Yeah, but um, no, I mean it's. I'm wondering. I like the fact that it's it's scenarios I would have never imagined. Yeah, because now I it's because it's a new story, and if I can't imagine it, then that means it might it might play out to be something interesting. I wonder what the zombie one's gonna happen. That's gonna be weird. Yeah, so I don't know if it has. It either has to be somebody that jump jumps into every verse, to every universe, to mm. have its own. Story. Well, no, it's based on the Watcher. Yeah, the Watcher's watching all the multiverses exactly. happening. Yeah. So I don't know if it's him picking up a story and just looking at it. So it's like an anthology series, or somebody's episodic. Well, that's how I imagined it. That's what I'm hoping it is. But I don't know if they're gonna try to have an episodic, meaning that's one person that's attached that goes across every universe with it. What actually would be interesting is if, let's say for the season, it's actually, even though each one of the scenarios are random, yeah, it would be interesting if they're all connected. Yeah, like let's say like like Peggy Carter becoming the super soldier um, affects this one, and then that creates the next one. Let's say where uh, they uh, Guardians of the Galaxy take. Uh, T'Challa instead of um, a Star Lord, yeah. Peter Quill, and then that creates uh, Killmonger uh, becoming more of a hero and saving Tony Stark. Yeah, and that you know, like little by little, that each play into the, the next one. That would be dope. I can't wait to see. It comes out in a few weeks now, August eleventh, mm-hmm. I think, which is like a uh, week, three weeks after Loki ends, and then after that is. Uh, Shang-Chi. And then... Um, after when that... Is, I mean, not that I'm... Eternals. <laughs> and then after that is Spider-Man. After that, it is uh, Doctor Strange. And that's... That, I was thinking, that, oh, the only other movie that we have to look forward to right now, I felt like is... Uh, I don't know if I'm looking forward to watching it. What? Space Jam. Is this weekend? We're going to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. New Legacy. Let's... We're going to review it. What we do? Letting you know now. I just, you know, what's funny is those cartoons. Like, I love those cartoons. I grew up with them, and I watch them all day. Right now, I'm just wondering, like, in my head, like, like my niece. I know they're just colorful characters for her, but does she, can she really connect to those characters anymore? No. Like we connected because we grew up with them, but yeah. I feel like now, like, who is Bugs Bunny to my my six my five year old niece? Nobody. Exactly. Unless he makes TikTok videos, which oh, would be funny. <laughs> All right, let's end it there. <laughs> we'll just end it up there. Yes. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the latest episodes from my mom's garage. As always, you can find us on our social media pages on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at from my mom's garage or email us at fmmg.podcast at gmail.com. Let us know what you think, movies you wish us uh, you want us to talk about discussions topics or anything that we could do to improve your listening pleasures as always tell a friend send a friend bring a friend see you next week later <laughs>